Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Logan Lucky on today's statistics episode. That's right. I said on the Patreon feed, um, if you, if any of you have looked at it, that I was going to, I wasn't going to be able to do a review episode for uh, a couple of the movies that I've seen in theaters lately. But I would try to do a statistics one, and uh, Logan Lucky definitely is is a much better film for statistics than Despicable Me Three is. Uh, so I, I went with this one, and I watched this yesterday, and I was. I was pretty excited for it. Um, the cast is amazing. You know, Steven Soderbergh has put out a lot of a lot of great films that I, I really enjoy. And so, with all the like incredibly high praise the film had been getting, great reviews, uh, I was excited to say the least. And so, it's pretty disappointed actually uh, watching the movie. It it plays like. I don't know, like the dumb half-brother of Ocean's Eleven almost, in that everything it was trying to do that didn't quite get as far as, as Ocean's Eleven did in terms of like the style, in terms of the tone, in terms of the pacing, the fun element of it, the things that were lacking that Ocean's Eleven had, I missed. And then a lot of the things that it did that Ocean's Eleven also did, it didn't do them as well. And so... It really felt like Soderbergh was a little rusty uh, coming back into making films after spending a lot of time in television and uh, you know on working on the Nick and other thing other projects like that. So uh, I'm not. It's not a bad movie. I just it was very meh. It was very bland. Uh, you know, a lot of character motivations felt contrived or non-existent. And you never really got to know any of the characters in the first place. And so, uh, there definitely some, there were some highlights. There's some highs in this movie, for sure, but just as many lows. And so, it definitely ended up falling into the middle of the road for me. That being said, um, so recording and releasing this on August 23rd, 2017, meaning I saw the film on August 22nd, 2017. I collected it at about an hour and 55 minutes, uh, sans credits, so 115 minutes total. Um, it's a 2017 release. My brief summary is two brothers and their associates attempt to, uh, attempt a heist during a NASCAR race. Very straightforward. I end up giving it a 52, uh, which currently puts it at uh, a tie for 45th this year so still barely making it into the top half but not not by much and uh, last i checked its rotten tomato score was a 93 so a very big disparity there i think it is the it's definitely in the top five as far as um rotten tomatoes disparities that i've seen this year um other films such as uh uh, Louis C.K. 2017, Chasing Coral, Win It All are other films that I've given very smaller, very subpar ratings that have very high Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, Girls Trip as well. Um, you could even look at something like 
the dinner, which has a 52, but I gave it a one. So there's definitely some issues to be worked out with Logan Lucky. Um, moving on, though, the director, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is Steven Soderbergh, whose involvement in this film actually didn't change his ranking at all. He, in, he was initially ranked 12th overall, and this is his 20th film, and it does lower his average film rating to a 72.75, which drops his uh, score to a 113.75, but he still has about a point of wiggle room on either side. Um, about He's 1.36 points behind William Wyler now, and 1.02 points ahead of Tarantino. Uh, this does end up as uh, his 18th best film out of 20, with only Haywire and The Good German ranked below it, and Solaris just ahead of it. Uh, so I've seen a lot of people praising this movie for uh, the, you know this, that, and the other thing, but I just I thought the movie had a lot of trouble getting off the ground, and you know I had had a lot of issues. So as far as the writers go, uh, this was written by Rebecca Blunt, um, who is this is the first film of hers that I've seen, according to uh, every uh, movie database that I can find. So I, I if I'm not mistaken, I feel like this was a, uh, a script that was found on the blacklist. So it might have been. I don't know. I, I feel like I heard that somewhere along the lines of like information about this movie. Uh, so this is the only movie of hers that I've seen. So it debuts her with a 52 average rating, a zero value, a score of 52, and a ranking of 2,783 out of just under 4,000. Uh, so not not quite the, not quite where you want to start, but um, you know far from the bottom at least. Where this movie definitely shines is in its cast. I think most of the, them are doing uh, doing well with what they're given. Uh, I just think that they aren't given a lot, and so you know a lot of really highly rated actors from my spreadsheet are in this movie. Uh, the f highest at this moment being Adam Driver. This is the 12th film of Adam Driver's. He, it is lowering his average film rating to a 74.67. It is his second film rated in the 50s. It keeps his value at 25, which makes his score 99.67. And it is his lowest rated film uh, with just behind This Is Where I Leave You at 53. Uh, Adam Driver is now ranked 150th tied with Anna Devere Smith, uh, just behind John Hillerman, and just ahead of Sigourney Weaver. Next up, we have uh, Sebastian Stan, whose role in this is very minimal as an actual race car driver. Uh, Sebastian Stan, this is the 10th film of his that I've seen. It lowers his average film rating to a 72.2. It is his first film rated in the 50s and his ninth highest rated film overall. His value is a 19, making his score a 91.2. Uh, Logan Lucky falls just ahead of The Covenant, his only bad movie, and just behind Hot Tub Time Machine, the original. Sebastian Stan is ranked 451st, tied with Ed Harris. 
just behind Vincent Schiavelli and just ahead of the late John Candy. Sebastian Stan. Uh, just a little further down, we have uh, ranked 532nd, uh, Daniel Craig, who is just behind John Bernthal, just ahead of Mark Holton. Uh, Mark Holton, uh, probably not a name that you recognize. He was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Naked Gun, and A League of Their Own. Those are the only three credits I have for him. Daniel Craig, is this is his 17th credit and it lowers his average film rating to 66.71. His value remains at 23. It is the fourth film of his rated in the 50s, which makes his score an 89.71. It ends up being uh, tied with Spectre, but winning out on the Rotten Tomato score. So it ends up as his 14th rated, highest rated film, right behind the Golden Compass, head of Spectre. Daniel Craig. Who I, I think is good. I think he was the most entertaining character in the movie. But, again, like, his character, like all the others, the motivations are what really hold this movie back for me. Because I feel like money is not a viable motivation And that's what I think the movie was trying to put forth. Next up, uh, we move down to Channing Tatum. This is Channing Tatum's 20th best movie and 29th movie overall. Uh, He is ranked 636th, just behind character actor Margot Martindale and ahead of Min-Sik Choi. Uh, Channing Tatum has an average film rating of 60.38 now. It is his third film, rated in the 50s. His value is a 27. His score is an 87.38. And um, Logan Lucky ends up falling just behind She's the Man and just ahead of uh, another Soderbergh collaboration, Haywire. Um, But it ends up a little closer to the middle of the pack for Tatum than it has for some of the previous names I've mentioned. Dropping down outside of the top 1,000 now, at 1,375th, you have Catherine Waterston, who is also kind of wasted in this movie. This is uh, her 10th credit and 9th best film overall, uh, falling just ahead of Taking Woodstock, just behind her other film from this year, Alien Covenant. Catherine Waterston lowers her film rating to a, average film rating to a 64.4, her value remains an 11. Her score is a 75.4. This is her third film rated in the 50s, along with Alien Covenant and Inherent Vice. Catherine Waterston. I I like her a lot. I think her character could have been interesting in this movie, but I don't know what her character is supposed to do in this movie, to be honest. Anyway, dropping down to a Big tie for 1,459th place is Riley Keough. Uh, Riley Keough, this is the eighth credit I have for her. And it is, it ends up being her seventh highest rated film of all, so second worst. Uh, Logan Lucky drops her average film rating to a 64.5. It is her third highest 
our third film rated in the 50s and with a, and with a value of 10 puts our score at 74.5 uh, logan lucky just ahead of jack and diane and just behind the discovery another 2017 film riley keogh who again like another interesting character that i don't know anything about and i wish i'd gotten a chance to get to know like which kind of seems to be a pattern with all the characters in this movie next up we have ranked 1832nd um macon blair macon blair who is most well known probably from blue ruin and green room uh, this is his sixth credit and ranks as his fifth best he has an average score rating of 62 that is his only film rated in the 50s and his with a value of seven his score is a 69 uh, it puts him tied with a bunch of other people uh, including but not limited to lee pace tony goldwyn brian cranston jennifer tilly among others uh, logan lucky falls ahead of gold but behind i don't feel at home in this world anymore moving on we have a surprise kind of a cameo so uh if you haven't read a cast list for this film or i don't know if this person appears in the trailer or not i don't remember seeing the trailer anyway but uh so if you haven't seen the movie this is someone who doesn't appear till the very last maybe 20 25 minutes of it and that is hillary swank she is ranked 2,532nd. This is her 14th credit and actually ranks as her sixth best movie. So it's the top half of her filmography from what I've seen. Uh, it raises her average film rating to a 49.79. It is her only film rated in the 50s. And as her sixth best movie, it comes in behind Iron Jawed Angels and ahead of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, Hilary Swank plays the, a member of the FBI uh, in, who ends up following the case of this heist and trying to figure out who done it, uh, but doesn't exactly. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Uh, her, she's now follow, she now ranks behind Anna Kendrick and ahead of Hope Davis. Moving further down the list, we have the 2,552nd rated person. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. This is Seth MacFarlane is in this movie. He plays Sebastian Stan's manager, uh, his, his NASCAR manager. Uh, Logan Lucky is his sixth credit and fourth highest rated film. It lowers his average film rating to a 55.33. It is his only film rated in the 50s and has a value he has a value of three and a score of 58.33. Um, at 2,552nd, he is tied with Dean Winters and R.J. Kyler. Uh, R.J. Kyler, who is Earl from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. He was also in Power Rangers this year, as well as War Machine with Brad Pitt. Uh, Dean Winters was in John Wick. He's the uh, car insurance salesman guy that you might see in movies. He was also in Rough Night this year. Uh, Seth MacFarlane ends up behind Eddie K. Thomas, 
who is uh, in the American Pie series. And another slot ahead of him is Lena Lena Hetty from Game of Thrones. Cersei. Uh, so uh, for Seth MacFarlane, Logan Lucky ends up behind Hellboy 2 and ahead of Ted 2. Seth MacFarlane. Uh, dropping down to 2,621st, we have Jim O'Hare, who plays Jerry on Parks and Rec. This is his fifth credit and his debut on the spreadsheet. Um, it is his fourth highest rated film, just ahead of Life After Beth and just behind Take Me, another 2017 release. Jim O'Hare starts debuts the spread on the spreadsheet with an average film rating of 55. It is his one of his two films right in the 50s with a value of two. His score is 57. He is tied with uh, Eller Coltrane from Boyhood or Alice Eve from Star Trek, Zach Braff, Will I Am, Marilyn Manson, Terry Hatcher, Cole Meany, uh, and he's just ahead of Harv Presnell, who was in a handful of movies, including Face Off and Saving Private Ryan and Fargo. Jim O'Hare. Uh, into heading into the bottom of the spreadsheet for actors, we have ranked tied for 3,182nd Dwight Yoakam, tied with Jay Leno and Kristen Ritter. Dwight Yoakam, this is the seventh credit of his and his fourth highest rated film overall. It raises his average film rating to a 48.14. It is his second of two films rated in the 50s. With a value of negative 2, he has a score of 46.14. Uh, his Logan Lucky, the other film rated in the 50s, just ahead of Logan Lucky, is Crank, High Voltage. And the film below that, below Logan Lucky, is Hollywood Homicide. At, even further down the list, at 3,307th, we have David Denman. David Denman, this is his 10th credit and 4th highest rated film. It raises his average film rating to a 43.7. It is his only film rated in the 50s, and with a value of negative 1, he has a score of 42.7. Uh, he is just behind Dow McKennan, who is a voice actor that was in uh, Lady and the Tramp, and just ahead of Jacinda Barrett, who was in Matching Jack, uh, the 2000s film Poseidon, as well as Ladder 49 and School for Scoundrels. Logan Lucky for David Denman comes in behind The Replacements, starring Keanu Reeves, and ahead of Men, Women, and Children. Still further down the list, we have Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes ranked 3,388, just behind James Darcy and ahead of Glee's Chris Colfer. This is the 16th credit for Katie Holmes and her 6th highest rated film. It is her only film rating in the 50s and raises her average film rating to a 41.06. Uh, her value remains a negative 1, which puts her score at 40.06. Logan Lucky comes in just ahead of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark and just behind The Ice Storm. Uh, her character was almost nothing. I, she doesn't really get to do anything with her character, which is very, very disappointing. And that'll do it for actors. Moving into the genres of Logan Lucky. 
Uh, as I mentioned, it's a 52 rating 2017 film. It really satisfies, uh, it only really satisfies comedy, uh, crime, and drama. And uh, that's it. So it, it lowers the average rating for crime films to 56.53. The average rating for crime drops to 61.19. And the average rating for drama drops to 63.58. Uh, it is a perfect three on the Bechtel test. Uh, at a, the, the Channing Tatum's daughter in the movie does have multiple conversations with Riley Keough and Katie Holmes about being in a pageant and her hair and things like that. So it does satisfy that. And it is a PG-13 film, which kind of surprised me. Um, I mean, I don't think it needed to be any more explicit or raunchy than it was. So I'm not going to say that it would do any better as an R-rated film. Because, um, yeah, it didn't seem to me like anything was being held back by the rating. So I, I think PG-13 is fine for this movie. But it was kind of... I, it didn't cross my mind that it wasn't an R-rated movie. That's all I guess I mean to say. Academy Awards. Not nominated for anything as of right now. Could be, uh, depends. You know, obviously critics are, are pretty high on this movie, so it stands a chance at something. I'm not sure what. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for any of the performances or the writing, particularly for me. And I, I don't really think it was technically anything to be uh, impressed by. Um, looking at other films along the same line. Uh, all three Oceans films were snubbed by the Academy, so I don't think that they... I feel like they're just not going to give Logan Lucky anything. Um, as well, uh, for the Circle of Film Awards, I'm not giving it anything either. I don't see it taking any of the slots that I have right now. Um... The 2017 Circle Film Awards are kind of shaping up and, and sort of solidifying in a lot of positions. And while I'm sure there are plenty of big films to come out later in the year that are going to be Oscar players, that will definitely impact my awards as well. Um, at the moment, there's no bad nominations in here, so I, I can't... There's really nothing I can pull out. There's no like easy uh, swap like there has been a couple of times in the past. So, Logan Lucky, as far as its impact on this year, if we go to the 2017 statistics, this is the 101st film released this year that I have seen. We have hit triple digits, and uh, we are just one film away from tying how many films I've seen that have been released in 2001. Um, I have now seen 572 films this year. Uh, it raises the average film rating from of, from films released this year uh, to 46.31. It raises the average tomato meter for these films to 59.31. Um, as a comedy, it is the 36th comedy I've seen from this year. As a crime, it is the 16th crime film I've seen this year. And as a drama, it is the 37th drama. So drama still holding off comedy by one film at the moment. Um, as a three on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 42.57% of films from this year that have hit a three. 
And as a PG-13 film, it is the 35th film ranked rated PG-13 to come out this year that I've seen. Uh, still a few films behind R, which is 42 films. So, yeah, 42 films rated R. So, Logan Lucky. That's, those are the statistics for Logan Lucky. It's, like I kind of said at the top, it's not a film that I was particularly excited about, or it was a film I was particularly excited about heading in, but not one that I came out feeling as energized or giddy as I think I, I should have felt. I think that's what Soderbergh was going for, and he missed that vibe and tone more often than he didn't. Uh, you know, there's some there's a really hilarious joke, uh, Game of Thrones joke in this movie. I liked the way the ending worked. I thought the ending was strong, but so much of the middle was just very bland and very bleh and doesn't really amount to a lot of character development or good character beats, which I think it needed to. So quite a few problems in that regard, but not a bad movie overall. And, uh, you know, I think I seem to be the anomaly and most people seem to enjoy this movie to some degree. So I'm definitely not saying don't go see it because clearly more people than not are actually enjoying it. I'm just offering that I think it has a lot of problems and uh, may need and could definitely have done with, I don't know, probably punching up the writing. I think the writing is maybe what lets this movie down, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a shame. It's, it's a shame because I like Soderbergh. You know, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, he's put out some fantastic films. Magic Mike, Sex, Lives, and Videotape, Ocean's Eleven, Side Effects, King of the Hill, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, Out of Sight. And uh, actually, my favorite film that he's directed is And Everything is Going Fine, which is a documentary. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's next for him, but... I hope this film kind of got the rust off of his camera and he can kind of step forward and, I don't know, do more. <laughs> so that's Soderbergh, that's Logan Lucky, and that's this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any interest in learning more about the podcast, the show, me, the spreadsheet, Circle of Film Awards, or the Scavenger and Superlatives, head over to circleoffilm.com. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you may direct those to circleoffilm at gmail.com. And if you are interested in checking out the Patreon and seeing what that is all about, you can head over to patreon.com slash circleoffilm to find out all that information and more. Uh, you can additionally, there are links to all those things in the show notes. Thank you very much once again, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails.